Kristen and Nige for breakfast. Old friends, new way to wake up on Mix 106.3. Head to McCafe and try the delicious new Choc Coconut Iced Latte. To all of the parents around the capital, Nige and I, we feel for you. I can't even begin to imagine what it must be like being a parent in 2019 and trying to teach your kids about the internet and oh, being yeah. online and being safe and what are trolls and what are bullying, oh, what is bullying, I should say. Oh, my goodness, what an absolute minefield. Well, I mean, back in my day, all bullying was done very much face-to-face. Yes. And it was very easy to identify the person who was bullying you because mm-hmm. they were usually standing right there, you know, punching you at yeah. the time. It was very easy to, to deal with. And I know that there are a lot of parents that are looking for different resources. One particular book that's been written by a local journalist, Ginger Gorman, is called Troll Hunting. Yeah. Now, Nigel and I were very lucky uh, to be able to sit down with Ginger Gorman and have this fascinating chat. And to be honest, it was so fascinating that it runs for about 20 minutes. <laughs> So we're going to put the entire chat up onto our podcast. Um, But here we just sort of, I I guess... We've got some snippets. We have got a few little snippets um, to help you, to guide you, because here is a particular woman who became the target of trolls because she had covered a story as a journalist a few years ago. Mm. I'll let her explain um, how it came about that she became the target of trolls. I was broadcasting for the ABC in 2010 and I did a whole series on people who are LGBTI and their lives and the things that were happening to them. And one of those articles was about two gay men who had had a child by surrogacy, supposedly. Mm -hmm. And much later down the track, international police caught those guys as part of a paedophile ring. Right. So once they were apprehended and charged... My story from the ABC that I'd broadcast three years earlier was still online. Conservatives in the US found it and they just basically incited this hate campaign against me. And, I mean, I was on maternity leave when that happened with a tiny baby. These torrents of hate started pouring in. And, I mean, at that point I really didn't even know what trolling was. I didn't know that you could get attacked in that way. And, I mean, this wasn't just people being mean online. At one point we got a death threat... So all of a sudden, you know, you're a mum, you're a journalist and somebody's threatening your life, somebody's mm. threatening because, your kids. Because it's, a story you wrote about in a positive fashion about some blokes a few years back, uh, um, and it turns out those blokes were, were evil. You didn't realise at the time, oh but that God. hasn't stopped the people from attacking this poor journalist anyway. These are these Madness. And they, and they are complete strangers to you, you know? Yep. Like they, they all of a sudden, they know where you live. They know where you work. They know where your kids go to school. And you're like, how did this happen? So what did Ginger Gorman do about it? That's the big question. The journalist took over. About 18 months later, I just started thinking, you know, who are these people? Like, Mm. why would you stalk someone, harass someone to the point where they feel unsafe and perhaps need to leave their house? I just couldn't understand why you would do that. Mm. And so, yeah, I went to find these really vicious, committed trolls. And actually, the most strange thing was they wanted to talk to me. They were not hard to find at all. And, I mean, that's weird as a journalist. You know, I'm a social justice journalist, so sometimes it's really hard to get people who say harmed another person to talk to you or, uh, you know, has some kind of stigmatising behaviour to talk to you. But this was not like that at all. So what did you learn about them? Like, because in my mind, they're creepos who have really poor social skills, who sit in dark rooms, who have nothing else going on. 
you know what? Every single thing, bar one thing, which I'll tell you what it is, but they, everything was wrong that I thought. Everything we think about them is wrong. It was almost like a crime gang she was explaining. You know yeah. what I mean? Like there's sort of like these little hubs for these trolls where they get together and they actually orchestrate. Yeah, it's a, it's a concerted effort. It's, a, uh, it's an organised thing. It's crazy. And, and, and it's the majority funny. of them apparently highly intelligent, very well-educated yep. people. And she's reaching out to authorities what? and they're saying to her, get offline. And she sort of likens it to, you know, hearing that there might be a drink driver and then authorities going, well, just don't drive. Yeah. Like, no, stay off the roads. No. You'll be fine. They're the problem. Yeah, yeah. What was her tips for any parents? The best place to go is esafety.gov.au. So that's the office of the eSafety Commissioner and she has the most amazing resources on her website and also they have investigators. So if you are really in the middle of a huge cyber hate event, they can help you. They're connected to the police. They're connected to the social media companies. And for children, she has jurisdiction to force social media companies to take down stuff, not Mm. for adults but for children. So if your child is getting attacked online and you go to the safety commissioner, she can force those companies to take stuff down. Ginger is at the National Library tonight. Her book is called Troll Hunting. Yeah, that is just a, a, a scrape across mm-hmm. the surface of a fascinating subject. Yeah. Um, I, I, I mean, it's I don't scary, have kids. Man. I'm it's not on social scary. media, but the concept of trolling fascinates me yeah. because I, I want to understand mm-hmm. what makes people tick. Why would you behave like When you're given the choice to be a good person or a bad person, mm. why take that second choice? Yeah. And and that's what she's looked at. You've got to go and check it out. It's awesome. Kristen and Nights for breakfast on Mix 106.3. This poor bloke we were reading about this morning. Uh, he's only 20 years old. He was delivering paper for his single mum's family business. And he's fallen asleep with the wheel of a people carrier and cleaned up four brand new Ferraris. This upsets me absolutely no end. He's- he is okay. He's fine. Which is, you know... I mean, financially, he's ruined because well, he wasn't insured. No, no. Well, uh, there's other people that have heard the story and they're starting to crowdfund him some money. Yeah. So that's He's that's only good 700 too. grand short. And to make him feel a bit better if he's listening this morning, we've got Roger from Theodore to tell us about the time, Roger, you, you smashed the place up when you were an apprentice, did you? Did you do a bit of damage? Um, Just a little bit, Nigel. <laughs> tell uh, me about it. It was a, a V12... E-type Jag. It was the last of the E-type. Oh, oh dude. The manager asked me to fill it up with fuel, which mm-hmm. I did. Yep. And I don't know if you're familiar with E-types at all. I am. But they've got a very, very narrow footwell, and this was an automatic, and the brake pedal is very large. Yep. And I had brand new work boots on, and what I think happened <laughs> is I had my foot under the brake pedal, not on top of it. Oh, no. And... And, I, of course, I put it in drive and this thing would do 10 mile an hour just idling. Yeah. And I idled it back up to the showroom to where he parked. Oh, God. And proceeded to drive it straight, straight through the double plate glass doors of the showroom and into the showroom. Oh, oh my God, Roger. This feels inappropriate, but I'm doing it anyway. <laughs> so what happened after that? Well, I guess I suppose I should be very fortunate that the general manager was also my cousin. Oh, wow. And I didn't actually get hung, drawn and quartered or fired. Yeah, honestly, Which I is mean, a Christmas miracle, to be honest. Oh, well, wow. Well, yeah, I think so. I think so. I think I was just the luck of the nine blind illegitimate children. That's oh. why. <laughs> can why you give us a insurance? damage bill, like a, a, a dollar value? Well, well... 
I I can't exactly. I mean, we're talking forty years ago, knowledge. Oh, fair mm. enough. Fair so, enough. So, if you on today's prices, I mean, all I can remember of the whole thing is I hit the door and this piece of huge piece of dagger shaped glass, which was about three foot long, literally leapt out of the door and went right through the bonnet. Oh, oh my God! You're honestly lucky you weren't killed, man. Well, if it had been another three feet, I would have been skewered. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Roger, Roger. What, I mean, uh, so glad that you obviously survived it, but also what a great dinner party conversation. What a, what a great yeah. little, little story. That's uh, priceless, isn't it? it oh, literally. Three years on. Yeah, yeah. Roger, thanks for your call, mate. Not a problem. Cheers. It's a hell of a lot more impressive than driving a Pantech truck into Maccas too, I'll give you the tip. Kristen and Nights for Breakfast on Mix 106.3. Speaking of great songs, oh. maybe he's, maybe he's one, one day we'll write one. Yeah. <laughs> Not today, though. Oh, or yesterday, I guess. We spun up a wheel yesterday for our suburb song dedication, and it was Hackett. Yep. And we took your suggestions... I thought Beat It from Michael Jackson because Beat It kind of sounds like Hackett. Oh. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. My very good friends up in Hackett were Beidua Hackett Compost Collective. The Hackett Compost Collectors. Short Skirt Long Jacket by Kate. Short. Oh, my God. That actually rhymes with oh. Hackett. I want a girl with a short skirt and a long... Wait for it. Wait for it. <laughs> there you go. Nige, just to bring you behind the scenes, Nige got so ir- irritated with me yesterday in the recording booth. I did, I did not you get were, irritated. You were so irritated I was with tired me. And, and you kept singing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like tone deaf, like I can't, I can't hear it. So Nige is like trying to coach me through it and apparently I'd get it right and then obviously I'd put my headphones on and they'd play the music and, and then I'd just, I'd do that. And get it wrong. It on it like it honestly took me a good at least half an hour, right? Well, it's, the song goes for two minutes and six seconds. It took us, I think, from start to finish, oh. the best part of two hours to yeah. put this down. It's it's not an economical use of time. It's not. But it's a lot of fun. And if you're a Hackett resident or former Hackett resident, maybe you just love the nation's capital as much as I do and you love all the suburbs equally. Yeah. Uh, wrap your laughing ears around this. Is that even a thing? Well, it is now. Mix 106.3. To 602 postcode. I want a verb with a low crime rate. I want a verb with uninterrupted mountain bike trails at the foot of Mount Majura with its own special gate. Where Wilbur's Cafe was a neighbourhood favourite. There's community stuff. Like music in the park. It's leafy. It's quiet. Except summer nats time. 3,000 people live there and Mount Ainsley's right there to climb. I want a burb in the northeast and it's called Hackett! I want a burb that celebrates World B Day. I want a burb with bushwalking hikes. I want a burb with dedicated compost collectors and the guys from Monkey Wrench can fix up my bike. Where all the streets are named after scientists and the place gets its name. From Sir John Winthrop, 
primary and the ovals worth a look. Been around since 1960, has its own history book. I want a burb in the northeast, and it's cold. Cold. Come on, Alison. Hack it. Come on, Alison. Hack it, hack it, hack it. So, <laughs> I just singy sing. Kristen and Nights for breakfast on Mix 106.3. Fox and Friends presenter in the US and clearly a cornerstone of the community, Pete Hegseth, has denied the existence of germs mm. on the TV in America, saying, I can't see them, therefore they're not real. <laughs> and that's why he reckons he hasn't washed his hands in 10 years. So gross. Rowan from Goulburn, what haven't you washed for a long time at your place, pal? My baby pillow that I had when I was a baby, mm-hmm. I have still got it. It's 48 years old. It's had about 30 different covers on it, and it is now only about 20 centimetres square, and it has turned to powder. But you don't, I mean, obviously, oh, you don't awesome. use it, Rowan. It's just something that's yeah. in the cupboard. I still know. I still use it. I still sleep with it. <laughs> that is awesome. That, yep. So and presumably there would if you if you got down to the nitty gritty of it uh, on a molecular level there would be baby drool still you know encrusted Probably. in there somewhere. Probably it's to keep shrinking and shrinking and shrinking. Does it have? Does it smell, Rowan? No, it's got oh. a satin pillowcase on it at the moment. Yeah, and Mum just keeps shortening it and shortening it and shortening it. There you go. And when oh. it gets all right, yep, she just sews another one on there. All I can smell is nostalgia. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Rowan, oh Rowan, you seem like a nice guy, but that's yeah. just gross, mate. God, that's <laughs> gross. Oh, I think it's awesome. <laughs> Get on you, man. Never watch it. I'm not. Yeah, that oh. I think. See, it's like you an oven. You, it doesn't mate. need to be cleaned. It'll, it just gets more flavourful over time. That's all that happens. Oh, Greg, in none of all. I'm I'm nervous going to you, but anyway, what haven't you washed in a while? I haven't washed behind and underneath the fridge. Oh, of course! Why would you bother? <sighs> How often do you need to get under the fridge, mate? You don't, do you? No, only when you move the fridge. Yeah. Okay. To put a new one in. Awesome. And that's I'm moving house Greg's problem, isn't it? That's it. Yeah. I've been there for 17 years now. Are you planning on moving soon? No. Well, don't okay. worry about it then. Okay. And there's no smells, no no weirdness? No. 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 Discoloring sort of behind the fridge. Don't know. Haven't moved it. There you go. And then even a dead mouse, Kristen. After about two weeks, we'll stop smelling altogether. It just dries out. It's fine. It. I. I maintain that that mouse still smells. It's your nose that's gotten used to ah, it. Ah, look. Either way, it's a bit like old mate in his you know, pillow. Tomato, Doesn't smell. Tomato, oh, honey. It smells. All things are relative, aren't You're they? You're just used to it. Um, I've decided that Greg and Rowan both going to come to lunch with us. Oh, my God. Lunch of the month at Rache's. As long as Rowan does not bring his pillow. I insist that he brings the pillow. Mara, make that happen for us. 